Hello, hello, hello. Welcome along to Benchcast, the podcast for benchwarmers. I'm your host, Neville Dunhoo. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to all my listeners. I hope you had a good time off. Today I'll be interviewing former Cork player and manager, Dennis Walsh. Dennis is from the hurling stronghold of St. Catherine's in Ballydore in County Cork. Dennis is a good friend of the family, so it was great to have him on. Give a listen. Enjoy. Dennis, Dennis Welsh, thanks a million for coming on the pod. How are you? Very good, Neville. Yeah, not bad at all. How are my Yeah, did, did Santa come? He did. Oh, he did. <laughs> Big time, yeah. It's gotta be, I suppose your crowd are going to be too old for Santa now. Uh, well, it's all unexpensive presents, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, I suppose the first question I'll ask you anyway is... Um, because I know Bally know well, because that's where I suppose my grandfather would have came from. That's my side of the family. From someone that's not from Bally know, tell me about it and describe it to me. Well, I, I suppose um, we're we're probably on the fringes of northeast Cork. Um, traditionally, we would have been heading towards my area, um, but we are obviously in East Cork, so yeah. we're probably the last outpost. Um, but you know, great great community around here. I suppose, you know, you've um kind of Ballino, Glengora, Corridlas, that that parish area. Um, great community. Like I mean, it's like it's like a lot of villages. I suppose look a lot of places have closed, um, shops and pubs and whatever. But still, you know, still things are uh, thriving. Great great community overall, and um, great place to live. And like we're only you know. 20 minutes from Yale, 30 minutes from Dungarvan, 30 minutes from Cork City, you know, so great, great location from that point of view, from, a, you know, centrally even going to games and all that kind of stuff, like, um, yeah. and we're out of harm's way, you know, if we, if we see strangers knocking around the place, we know there's something up. <laughs> yeah, even, um, like, it's, but it, it's very, it's good location that way, because actually the last time I was out there was, I think y'all were playing Castle Lines, in the county and talk to me about St. Catherine's then because I remember I was out there on a summer evening and on the bank there it's lovely like you started off playing all your GA with St. Catherine's then yeah well um, I mean I lived in the village and I'm just living below the pitch now actually my house so the, 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 the pitches are built on my family's land um, yeah. that originally the Colbert land um, but like when I started playing obviously from the village here, we, we were going down to the community field in Connor, so everything was done through there, and we'd have to get down there. There was no there was no playing facilities, no village, and kind of the pitch in Connor's two and a half miles away. So it was off the two gable in walls, I suppose. When you when you were on the corner coming from you all to the pitch in Bellino, you you were on the, the fairly sharp corner there in the village, and yeah. uh, that was my ball alley. As good as well, I know one of the walls is kind of uh, gone now, but um. Uh, so that, that's where I left my hurling, and I think even local guard arrived on 40 odd, 50 years ago now, tried to yeah. clear me from, from um, causing maybe, uh, well, he, he was afraid that something might happen to me, but um, he often said to me after, just as well, he, he left me at it, you know. That's right. Uh, I suppose then, um, like, looking, like, you started with St. Catherine's, and then, like, and then you went to school as in Cardinavar, am I right? Like, was it always going to be, I suppose it was always going to be GA for you because anytime I speak to Dennis, you're a huge sports enthusiastic type of guy and like you're into all sports, but I suppose it was GA for, for you from day one. 
Yeah, well, I, I suppose, look, I, I, I mean, I, I am interested in all games, to be honest with you. I love, love all, all sports. Um, but hurling and football, and, and to be honest with you, mainly, mainly hurling around here, um, yeah. was, our, was our vehicle, really, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, like, my brother played rugby with for my after Mike was still playing up to a few years ago, but he didn't play. I'd say he was thirty, right? But yeah. the era, the era that I started in, which was, you know, the the mid seventies. Don't don't forget, like that, you, you have young lads playing out four and five and six, and young ladies and whatever. But sure, the first competition we had was under fourteen that time back in the, the late seventies. So yeah. like that was the only vehicle we had. So it's only when you went to like when I went to Cagnavar, I learned probably the football side of things really. Um, and I mean obviously we were joined with Castines on the raised end of football and they were joined with us in the hurling. Uh, and probably that's where I got my footballing side of things above and um, you know, under uh Father Dunnick and McCarrig and, and Charlie Sweeney, Father Charlie Sweeney in Cagnavar, because that that was probably a non-hurling school. But then there was a lot of guys from Carrie Tool and Narcock and into Limerick, the Magnus and Kilidi and whatever. Yeah. So there was a lot, you know, there was a lot of hurling got going there as well then, you know. And how, how did you break onto the Cork scene then, I suppose? Because, like, I suppose someone you'd know well is Seamus Herndy, and I always think that he comes from St. Eater's small club and he's done very well. And you come from a small club, St. Catherine's. Like, I suppose, do you see the value in him McKinney then? Is that how you got onto the Cork scene? Yeah, well, well, I suppose, I suppose in a way, yes. But I think the I think the big thing was Saint Catherine's just got going in the um, you know the late seventies. They 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 did some outstanding teams and players as I when I was a young player. You know the likes of the, the Dennis O'Neills and 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 Pat Sullivan's and and all these guys like they were, and Kevin Lane and all and Willie Carney and John Murphy and they were fantastic players and we eventually you know we got to the 81 final I didn't play in these Cork I was under 16 that time you wouldn't be allowed playing now under the rules and I ended up playing in the county final of 81 we lost that and then we came back in 83 and won it so like you'd have to say that look that was the platform and don't forget like junior that time was third grade hurling yeah. I mean uh, I mean like no Junior is actually junior hurling is actually sixth grade hurling because there's five competitions before it. Um, no, that's not that's not belittling it, but like next year, you know, there'll be one of those competitions gone, so you'll be at five, right? But there was only three real competitions that time. It was senior, it was intermediate, it was junior, you know. Yeah, and yeah. Um, you know, I think look that you'd have to say that gave me the platform, and then going to Cagnavaro at the same time got me into the football side of things. Um, yeah. You know, so that, that's really that's really where I came in. Then I ended up playing with him Kelly. I think I played with him Kelly in '82. Would you believe when I was only 17? I think um, um, I think we played y'all actually. Yeah. Castle Martyr, if I remember rightly, in the first round of the championship. Um, so look, it all kind of came together really, you know. And I was I was fortunate that St. Catherine's had more making the breakthrough that time, you know. Yeah. And talk to me about then, I suppose. Being with Cork then because you were there in a in a peak time, you know, like you I think of two All Irelands with Cork and obviously Cork did the Dublin in nineteen ninety. Like things were like when you look at it, like we're nearly heading for twenty years now without uh without hurling All Ireland, you know, like you were you were really there at a prime time and there was some like speaking of one character, well I don't know, was he around your time that passed away there uh, two or three weeks ago was um Shoddy O'Leary, you know, like um, I suppose talk to me about that Cork, that time being with Cork, and I suppose your memories of Shoddy O'Leary. 
Yeah, well, well, I mean, I, I can't, obviously, Sean, he was at the very tail end of his career, so I never actually, I, I never actually technically played with Sean, and, and like, um, fa- fantastic player, but a fantastic person as well, and yeah. got to know him well enough, and, and, and his family and that, and fantastic people, but, like, um, I, I remember, I suppose, I think the only time I was with Sean, he was uh, actually, there, there was a game behind closed doors in, in, in 84, as you know, the, the All-Ireland was played in Torres in 84. Yeah. I was just out of minor. I'd say, this might have been 10 days for the Ireland. They played Tipperary in a behind closed doors game. And um, I think I was, they collected me. There were probably a few injuries. So they collected me. I never came on. There was no hint of me coming on or anything like that. Sure, I was in awe, but Sean, he was, um, that Art Mercy you know, was on the subs bench down for me. And, um, you know, I was now looking down, whatever. And he he didn't even come on the same day. But ten days later, he got two goals in All Ireland final. You know, and that really? was my that, yeah, that yeah. really. But but I got to know him. I got to know him well after. And then he was in charge of Amy Kelly, yeah. and uh, we had a lot of contact because I was seen as one of the maybe the more senior guys at the time, like in the in the in the early nineties now. And yeah. Shani did. Shani did a lot of. Great work that time on the state work. So when they eventually, like we went up intermediate in '95, so I was gone from it. But then the breakthrough with the, you know the likes of Damon uh, Sullivan, Don Logan, all the lads, and uh, you know the calves there, Philip Morris, all the lads from playing that, and and uh, Mark Lambs. All that. when they made the breakthrough, like shooting Sean, he was still involved. But he he put a lot of years into that Amy Kelly scene at that time, which was you know I think greatly appreciated by everyone. Yeah, no, definitely. And um, is it true? It always comes up in pub pub quizzes um, that uh, Teddy Teddy McCarthy is the only man with a hurling and football in the same year, or is, is it right that you might have one as well? Oh yeah, no. Um, well, well, no. I, don't, I technically, I suppose it comes up in the quizzes, all right. But um, right. as you know, like I was involved in both. But but look, unfortunately. Um, you know, on a factual basis, yeah. I, I I didn't get even though I was tagged out in 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 the football in ninety, I didn't actually get an All Ireland medal. So, but um, I suppose the quiz, the the anomaly and the quiz one comes up is that uh, I won two months of medals the same year on the field okay. of play, and I think I think Teddy was injured for both of them, so he didn't right. he didn't, uh, he didn't get either by him. So that's a, that's a strange one, but I, I yeah, actually yeah. didn't get it. Like a bit like the Hassets after I think in Kerry, I think they probably changed the rule a little bit then because there was only four of us. There was only twenty four players tagged out in ninety for the football, and three of us uh, got no no medals. I think I think um, Noel Noel Tommy from from um, McCroom, I think maybe Jimmy Jimmy Kerrigan, I'm not too sure now on that, but it was three of us didn't get medals, even though we were talked out. But look, I think, you know, in, in hindsight, sure, look, we played our part and um, I mean, medals yeah. are medals. The, yeah. the, the, the memories are great. You know? uh, and uh, yeah, just quickly, like what, at the time, it was what, a panel of 24 got medals, but now it's probably a panel of up to probably 40 get medals, is it? Well, sorry, uh, just just to clarify that, there, sorry, there was actually only twenty four on the panel, or maybe twenty six, but twenty one yeah. got medals. There was twenty one got medals. All right, sorry, right. Yeah. But it was only twenty one. I should, I didn't, I didn't clarify that properly. But it was only twenty one got medals. But, but no, I mean, you could have thirty six in the panel, and I presume thirty get medals, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think it goes back to you know Liam and Mike Hassett there and Kerry around ninety seven, if I remember rightly. Yeah. In, when one of them was left out and, you know, I think they changed around that time because they realised there was, you know, a 
kind of crazy stuff really like you know yeah i actually i ran a poll there i it was the first time i did it with one of my guests actually and i got an instagram account benchcast for this and i there's a thing you can put up, ask the guest a question. And what there was two ones that came up actually that, that I have in there is that um, in your playing days, one guy asked, who was the toughest player you played against and the toughest you played with or best player you played with or played against? Yeah, um, well, ooh, I, I, look. I, I, They're always I, tricky it, ones. Like, yeah. Always tricky, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, for example, in... in, in, in um, in football, I suppose in football, like someone you see, someone like Colm O'Rourke now, for example, right? Um, yeah. Like he he was such a big man and he had a great head and he was such a big, powerful man that, and because his head, like, you know, normally with a smaller guy, you could kind of um, out-muscle him or whatever, but he was so big and strong and then he had such talent and a good head. Like he was very, very difficult to play. And I, and I suppose, look, in hurling, um, the likes of Joe Cooney, you see, you know, I, I think I, I, I think the first ever game I actually played for Cork was in late 84, the opening of the pitch above in Spiddle, if I remember right, even though it's the football area. But I think Joe played in that as well. And we were only both just out of minor. But like in the years after, like he was, all, he was, a, he was always a very difficult guy because, again, and if I was to say anything, like it was his brain really more than anything else. Because yeah, yeah. You know, at that level, you've got to, you know, you've got to kind of all think for us, and and uh, you'll always meet, you'll always meet your match, you know. And what and um, another question that was asked to me, Dennis, is um, what do we have to do to get Amy Kelly football back stronger? Because like, I actually interviewed Teddy Teddy McCarthy years ago there, and I said to him how like how many players on the court panel at the moment from actually East Cork, you know, in football, like what what do we have to do to get football back stronger in East Cork? I suppose. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. It's another question. Yeah. That's a tough one because, because I mean, you see, my memories tell me that we had some fantastic days, like including Teddy was with us now. He wasn't, we'll say, 84, 84, 86, and we, were in the, we won those, 84, 86, and yeah. then we were in the final of 87. But you see, uh, I kind of can spit it out as if it was only 10 years ago, but sure, my God. It's nearly approaching 40 years ago, you know. Yeah. Um, no. And you know, things have changed, you know. And I, I think I think one of the one of the things is that the divisional sides, like divisional sides are under pressure because the, because the clubs have become have become so well organized and they have such good facilities that when I when I was playing that it was kind of seen as a major honour to be asked by your division in McKelly Hall as a footballer to go in and play from. Yeah. But uh, I, I like, no, no, the McKelly Hollers, like, they, they, they would, I mean, in a way, what they've achieved over the last couple of years would contradict what I'm saying. But, but like, uh, you probably, you probably, funny thing is that you probably still need a couple of individuals to pull the thing together. Like yeah. back in my time, Anthony Cashman there, uh, Dave Lukeman, a couple of fellas like that. and But then you had some outstanding fellas like, you know, like Matty McCarthy from New Ireland and then Shawnee Bowes from Castle Martyr, Kieran Murphy, Connor, Connor like uh, all those. You, you had some fantastic players, big Robert Swain, big uh, Fergus Quilt, a lot of y'all guys, big yeah. men. Um, and you just need the team to jail all of a sudden and have that bit of hunger, whereas that maybe I just think... I think players are so busy with their clubs nowadays that it's very hard to, um, to give a commitment to the divisional teams. Like, 
Yeah, and I'll just look before I'll finish. I'll finish here on this sex, section because you got a few Tallow uh, fans here. Guy replied to us last night. Up Tallow. Uh, uh, what else? What's uh, op- what's your opinion on managing on managing Tallow this year? That's gonna. Wait and wait and see. Yeah, <laughs> and honestly, looking, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, never right. yeah, good. Good bunch of people, and you know they're just neighbours of mine, just down over the border. Yeah, so we, yeah. traditionally, I suppose, like we we often think our parish kind of goes from kind of belly, you know, into into knocking our tallow, kind of belly off. That's kind of a, a yeah. lot of interrelations there, interconnections, even though the borders between us, you know. All right, and then I suppose this is a good one. Um, it's kind of the same question. What qualities? do you look for in a hurler and like it's kind of the same question here is best advice for minor age looking to make senior county win older so like what's the what's, what's the best qualities and you'd look for in a hurler I suppose yeah well well, like I mean it, it keeps like that question always crops up and you keep talking about first touch and um, skill and striking and all that but sure but like you know I I, I, I just find that I find that strange sometimes those answers because yeah. like everyone's first touch is reasonably good, you know what I mean? But, yeah, yeah. but can you can you bloody well move and can you you know? But I think attitude, I think attitude and and like it Hard might work. sound yeah, it might sound strange, but you you've got to be like injury free, for example. Like if you want to play at the highest level, into county level now, right? And you see it with you know you you might. You know, we might even look at Joey Cabri in the rugby, right? Um, yeah. You know, and I don't know anything about the guy or anything like that, but I'm only just making the point that, that, um, that you know, if you want a good run at something, you've got to be injury free because there's another training session tomorrow and there's another game the day after, and yeah. you have to be able to take it. And like that's mind and body, like so. The, therefore, mind and body, like your attitude. If your attitude is right, and like. Over the years, myself, you have often had people being negative, saying even the time going back to the double, people saying, "Ah, sure, look, affect them," and um, you know you don't have to be giving your hundred percent commitment to those guys or whatever. That's not the way I ever looked at it. You, you, you train hundred percent, you go out hundred percent, you deal with the people that you're dealing with hundred percent, and you're honest with them, you're honest with yourself, and you're honest with them, and that's that's the overriding thing. You'll always meet your match. Yeah. On, on the field after field but you can overcome it I'd say to any young player like them you know the present is only the present you know the, tomorrow is another day and um, you'd never know once you're injury free and your attitude is right you'd never know you might get an opportunity next week yeah. in, in some other game some other club game and someone might like to look at you you know and yeah, yeah. Go from there, you know what, what was your favourite match you ever managed slash played that was another question that came in. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Asher, God, um, Shani, I, I, I look, I, I suppose even you, you'd have to, you know, when you go back to the, when I go back to eighty three, with saying Catherine's like the, um, the, you know, we beat Sahabolog in the final and in eighty three above in the park, and and um, you know, I suppose it's very hard to surpass that you're playing with. You were playing with a lot of the guys were twice your age. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but you were playing with guys like that before you even caught a hurry, like they were your heroes, if you if you want to put it that way. So um that was special, and the aftermath of that was special as well. No, saying that I think we celebrated for about a week, but anyway, um another day's work. Yeah. But the the other thing probably for me was the 86, the Cork 
hurling in 86 and 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 I ended up playing with I know this probably embarrasses Johnny Crowley now but like Johnny Crowley was part of the three in a row 76, 77, 78 I mean he was a hero of mine before I hardly caught a hurley and I ended up playing with him in 86 and um, that, that 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 was that was unique for me when I look back at it now to, to think that the guy who was actually your your hero, really, you ended up playing with him and winning an All Ireland. And as I said, um, I'm sure that kind of embarrasses Johnny Wood. Yeah. But that's that's a fact that never never you know that's always on my mind really when I look back. Right, and then I suppose that's your playing. Well, I might come back to it again, but uh, I suppose then Dennis, did you always know you wanted to go into management afterwards? Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't like I wouldn't say that. No, you know, management as such, but I, I always I was always. You know, a strong tinker of the game and and on every side of it, and both the fitness and I was saying, you know, fellow players probably when I look back to now, I was always probably inside in dressing room saying, look, if you're on Neville, he strikes off his right or he turns to his left, and you know, I suppose often fellas said to me after, how do you know that or whatever. But I was always thinking and looking at the opponent's side. You know, if I went away after a game, if there's no league match, I'd be thinking, you know, how do they get caught for that? goal or how do they get caught and you, you'd say you know and you, you realize after a while you know guys they're always turning the same way and they threw a dummy one way and you went you know and you fell for it yeah. so i was always thinking about that and then thinking about physical the element like that you know I, you know i came across plenty of players at the start of my career who with their talent thought they could just make the grade yeah. and they couldn't because they were a their attitude wasn't right and b their fitness wasn't up to scratch. So, um, you know, I always try and signpost that to players today if I'm in charge of them that that like there are a couple little things in there. There are a couple of basic things like attitude, physical fitness, and motivation and stuff like that, which have nothing to do with first touch or striking yeah. or kicking or anything like that or catching but um, you, you've got to have those ducks in a row and and I was always fascinated in that and I'm still uh, as I'm talking to you here I'm just looking around me and there's books over here to my left and, yeah. you know, and I've, I'm putting a few simulated games into them and maybe drills and different stuff and different thoughts and you know probably it's time to probably get rid of half of them but uh, at the same time it's you know it's 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 always fascinating me yeah you're you're a tinker um i suppose then dennis um you you manage a nice few clubs then i suppose in waterford i see belly gunner i think you won two back-to-back uh county titles with him belly duff you did carrot um also, obviously, the Waterford. One question I want to ask you because I really was interested in this. I think I read this in the paper about you a few years ago. Was it you were managing the? I don't know. Did you tell me I read it in the paper? You were managing the Waterford footballers, and Rick Walsh, you said, was one of the best footballers you ever saw play the game, and you said he'd walk into the Kerry team, and like it's well known that he was a serious athlete. But like, tell us about your time in Waterford, and like, do you ever think that it's it's sad in a way that like say. Rick Walsh could have been a serious footballer, but he was from the wrong county. Uh, Declan Brown, remember, sure, he played for Tip, but he was from the wrong... He won an All-Star, but he was still from the wrong county. Do you ever think that's a, probably a disappointing aspect of the GA at small bit? Well, it's, you, what, what can you do about it? Yeah. I mean, um, you know, <laughs> yeah. you, some people say you're born lucky, right? But, um, but uh, like, just take the Bricknow, for example, uh, 
Michael Welch, uh, like he, 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 I'm sure, wouldn't agree that he was born in the wrong place or anything like that, right? I mean, he's he, he's a kind of a guy. He his attitude was special. I mean, that's what that's to this day. Like, um, you know, he, he was. I had I was in, involved with Waterford in in or two and or three, and he was involved in or two. And another guy, another exceptional talent was Shane Welch. And the two of them, the two of them played in the full forward line, I'd say, with Conan Watt out of De La Salle. Um, around that time, we played Roscommon even in Armagh and these teams in, in qualifiers and whatever. But they were exceptional. And, and like, but we'll say, I've often said that about the Brick Welch, like that, but, but the facts are uh, that Warford beat Kerry in... The under twenty one final yeah. of um, is that or two or or three? Uh, yeah, to remember now. Uh, maybe it was, you know it's still talked about to this day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, under yeah under you know under the stewardship of um, Pat Pat Nugent to go you know a shrewd shrewd guy and um, like uh, Kerry's full forward line that day was um, the you know the, the Gooch Declan O'Sullivan and Declan Quill. Right. No. That, but but they forgot. Um, I think I think um, the brick was midfield, and and you know in football you must have the ball to, to feed a full forward. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think Kerry forgot, uh, and the brick was unbeatable the same night, and and that's where that's where I based my. But when we had him as well, he played at nineteen in that in that senior qualifier, and he took some stopping, and, and Shane with him, and um, but look, they went on and and did great things in the hurling after, and like. While they mightn't have the all Ireland medal to show for it, um, they have plenty more to show for it, though. And, you know, when you meet those guys to this day and you meet them below in Marford or wherever, um, in Valley Macabre or Strad Valley or inside Dungarvan, like, um, they're equal with me or anyone else. And, um, you know, and, and you know, I, I would have great admiration over the years for those guys. And as I said, I'd love to have seen them. Do more in the football because I think uh, they, they could have really shown massive, massive talent. But look, they they did what they did in the hurling side of things, you know. Yeah, so you really enjoyed your time at Waterford, and uh, I suppose this is unfair to ask it in before we get onto the court job, like Belly Gunner, Belly Duff, Caratool, like. What would have been your favourite out of them, or is that a bit? I suppose you would just enjoy them all, or is it unfair to ask that? Yeah, well, well, I, well, I, well it was it, it with Bally Duff, no, it was the football side of things, and we enjoyed that there on many nervous as well. And um, Kai Tool, I was only there for a few months because the, the Cork uh, with the strike scenario, I just can't. The, the, um, the I was asked to take over then, so I had to leave there prematurely. But uh, we had done, you know, a bit of spade work for a few months there. But um, so really, you know. You couldn't say a whole, whole lot about that, but again, fantastic people in Carry Tool and fantastic club. Um, but I suppose Belly Gunner was my, you know, Belly Gunner served me. You know, we, we they are still like the, <laughs> since I left, and and I, I don't think I only played a tiny part now, really, be on on their road. But everyone knows what they've achieved, and of course they're, you know, they're on they're on the move again at the moment. And I mean, look, the Holy Grail for them. Will be you know the monster title again and, and in all Ireland right but but saying that like they've been fantastic over the last ten years um, and I played my part down there but I enjoyed it and and you know I'm still in touch you know I'm still in touch with a lot of guys there which is 
which is you know which is good good, good sign. Training, I suppose, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Then I suppose then I suppose the big one then Dennis is you went into you finally got the court job and I suppose being a court man and being a former player. I suppose this is something you probably really wanted to do, but I suppose, you know, you got it at a tough time. I think at the time, the joke was, didn't know whether to congratulate you or console you, you know, but it was, uh, but you went in and you you, you had good success with Cork. Yeah, well, well look, I, I mean, everyone knows the, the situation that I went into, obviously, right? And um, I mean, I, I don't think I had any major amb- ambitions to be, to be, I didn't, I never thought I would be managing the Cork team or anything like that. Um, I thought it'd be more on the club scene that I would be. But um, I'd have to say, like, for, first and foremost, like, looking back in hindsight, I'm kind of done over 10 years. But, um, like, God, it was a fantastic honour for for um, for myself, my family, my club. You know, it was a great honour to be asked. And, and I, 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 I never get away from that. Um, it, was, it, was, it was tough going. Um, you know, um, there was... Fantastic players there. We introduced new players, and what have you. They were, you know, there was a couple of controversies here and there, very little. But we, you know, in hindsight, you have to say like that. Well, you know, it was a difficult time. We stayed in the ship, and um, look, we didn't win in All Ireland. Um, we were in the league final. You know, we were in the Munster final. We were unlucky to lose to Watford. But unlucky means nothing. But, but look. You know, kind of ten years on, Cork are still trying to trying to win that all around. So, I think people realise, you know, now it took a lot. I have to admit, um, I have to admit myself, like it took a lot out of me and my family and what have you. But we never deviated. We did the honourable thing. We dealt with players honourably, and um, I'm still in touch with. I'm still in touch with the vast majority of those players, and when I meet them, there's absolutely no problem. But they were they were fantastic players, and you you just you take a look at the likes of Ben O'Connor there managing Middleton there recently. Like I mean, I mean, I I couldn't speak highly enough of, uh, of these guys, you know. And um, but a, a lot of those players were coming to the to the end of their careers around that time as well, and like new players had to be introduced, and um, a bit like the present scenario, yeah, you know, exactly. Um, and uh, you know that that's the way it is. But I, I like I, I I was proud to have been involved with those players and and the people involved with me as well. Selectors Jerry, Pat and, and Pad, I did these guys and, and um, uh, so like I, I look back at it with fondness, really. You know, like even like you're right. Like that's just a natural thing that players have to be moved on, and that even happened last year. Uh, but like. You must take pride in like that. Some of the young players now, like, I think didn't Seamus Herney come through under you, like, didn't he? And a few others, like, you know, you must be looking at and going, you know, at least I was a part of that. I helped some bit in the long some of those players' journeys. Yeah, well, I, I like, I, I mean, he, we, we certainly gave him, you know, a few trial games at that time because he hadn't been on the minor team. But like, I, it would be wrong of me, you know, what he yeah. and like. Stephen McDonald and Bill Cooper, Mark Ellis, uh, Larkin McLaughlin, all uh, you know, Willem Egan, a lot of these guys that that gave service after. But but like, sure, look, I mean, you can't be taking credit for introducing these guys are good players. I mean, it didn't matter, it didn't matter who was in charge. If there's someone else, they're going to be in charge. But I suppose like um, like every every team has a shelf life. You want to put it that way, yeah. and. And even those guys don't ever introduce again. That's ten years ago, and don't forget, some of them have only just, some of them are still involved, or some of them are just only um, after leaving the team. So ten, 10 years is, 
like you know, intercorporate careers is shortened uh, rather than lengthened. So therefore, yeah. time moves on, and you have to you have to move on. Like. I suppose that brings me to my next question. Then is that like um, looking back on the All Ireland final? Now, I suppose we'll talk about that a small bit. But do you think the time of the troubles? Do you think we kind of took our eye off the ball? Things got messed up because you look how much Limerick really knuckled down and focused, and you look where Limerick are now. Like, do you think that was one of Cork's downfalls? Because like it's unheard of that we've gone so long without an all hurling All Ireland. And um, yeah, and tell me what you thought of the the final last year. Yeah, well, I, well, I suppose one, one thing is that, um, you know, it, it, there was an old tradition in Cork like that where you could kind of spring up overnight, you know, and um, you see, we got to the 13 final and nearly won it, probably should have won it, right? And that would have only have reinforced that theory, like that we'd have kind of sprang in over, you know, mushroomed and, and, and won it. But that didn't happen. And here we are nearly a decade after that, uh, and nothing one, and I, I think yeah, we we did we did fall into that trap that we thought you know, we always have the horrors and we always have this and we we can spring up overnight. And um, when you come from St Catharines, you know you don't spring up overnight. Um, I came from a different I came from a different fighting background to be honest yeah. with you. Um, you work for what you get, and and I think, but 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 saying that then like the work is being put in there over the last couple of years. The work is being put in. You couldn't but um, admire what's being done now and whatever. And we like if and when we make the breakthrough or whatever we want to put it. Um, I, I'd like to think again, not being not being just as a Corkman, I'd like to think that uh, Cork will be fairly dominant because they will have the ammunition and that hunger. You see, that hunger is there now. You know that hunger that Limerick are carrying. For the last couple of years, which has been exceptional, um, and don't forget, going back to my time in 2010, they had a strike. They had a strike team themselves of their own that time. Yeah. But they went in and got the thing sorted out, right? And I, like I think, I think Cork making um, massive inroads, and and last year, now in fairness, the team, the team did make um, um, serious progression from where they were at, right? But my theory on on 2022 is that. Everyone starts at zero now shortly, you know. And yeah. um, if you think that the progression that you made in 2021 is going to carry you up the steps in 2022, I'm afraid you can forget about it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because there's a lot of teams. Kilkenny will be back. Tip, Henry Shefflin, Galway, Waterford. Do you know what I mean? Um, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of serious teams. Limerick, like, you know, um, I mean, you what? couldn't. I mean, you could you, you could write a, two books on, on on what they've actually done over the last couple of years. You know? What did you think of the final last year? Do you think Carters came up against a, a, a serious uh, team in Limerick, or was it just that Cork probably underperformed? Well, well, I, th- I thought it, like um, Limerick's attitude probably was well. There's a game to be played, and we're going to play it at the highest possible level, and and um, and that's it. You know, yeah, basic, yeah. simple. Everyone knows how they play. Um, everyone's wondering how do you dismantle them. They don't hide it. They don't pretend anything. They're yeah. playing the same way every day, right? Um, you saw against Tipperary in the championship. Um, they got dismantled. Tip through everything at them. An unbelievable Tipperary performance for 20, 25 minutes. They got absolutely dismantled, right? 
And then they turned around the same game and dismantled Tipperary. Now that that you rarely, rarely see that, right? And yeah. um so so like like Limerick I think just took took everything at basics, 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 right? Yeah. High tempo, everyone playing well, take your scores, what have you. Because I looked at the Limerick bench there and and um I think I saw a scenario maybe of Gerard Hagerty taking he had got a goal, he just missed an order, he, he took one or two pot shots from out in the wing, and they were not happy, even though they were flying, right? And yeah. um, that'll tell you, like, is that everything is, you know, um, it's it's nearly perfection, right? Um, and it isn't, it isn't um, they say there's no such thing as perfection, but um, it, it nearly was, 318, I think, or 317 in the first half. But Cork, I think, Cork got distracted and, and uh, didn't, didn't simplify it enough, and and but but saying that, look, I've been in teams where you've got overrun, you've got overrun, you've got dismantled, and you'd be saying to yourself, "What happened there? Could we play this game again tomorrow?" Because you yeah. know you do better. Yeah. But that, but that, at the at the highest level, where you're playing in the Premiership or whatever, you know, it, like it's like you know, it's beaten Bayern Munich two late goals in whatever it was, ninety nine or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get that three minutes over again, and. Yeah. Um, um, and I, and I think like saying that even going into 2022, Cork are probably, you know, Cork are relying on some of the younger guys to come through, but you 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 still need the old diehards in, in um, to to mind them, and that's a little bit of a worry for me now because there's some experience that has gone off that panel, and and it would be it would be a concern of mine. You can't, you know, we've ex- some exceptional players there like uh, Kieran Joyce and these guys, right? And and I see, you know, and and in a way, like so, you've Conor Lahan coming back in with, with experience, all right, definitely. But don't forget, he'll be under a bit of pressure as well himself because he'll want to come back and um, to do well, you know. And he's still only a young man, but um, you need that bit of experience. Limerick, Limerick have come together. And have that experience, and and like even a simple little thing, um, you know, uh, centre back for Limerick Declan, like Declan Hannon, you know, he's that probably a year or two older than most guys. He was involved in Limerick when they for a couple of years when they weren't going well. He's just that one or two years older than them. He's guiding that ship in my book, you know, at yeah. centre back. He's yeah. the playmaker, but it, more more than the playmaker, he's. Um, you know, he, he 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 went through one or two bad years there, um, and the old, we'll say before they before you know before the likes of Dan and Tom Morrissey and all these Keane Lynch and all these guys came in. So I'm sure that 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 sits in their mind as well, and that's why they're going to make the most of what they have. And it's very hard to see him unless they fall off the wagon. It's very yeah. hard to see him being being beaten, to be honest with you. You know, for for another year or two. Um, I suppose find find a few questions in Dennis. I kind of asked this to all my GA guests. Is um, where do you see the GA at the moment? Like you know, because like sorry, excuse <coughs> me. Um, if we're looking at it now, like you say Limerick there, but Limerick have to have money to compete. Kerry have big money. Cork have money. You know, like if it looks like awfully, awfully, we're always a great GA county in both courts. They've struggled the last few years, and now I see Shane now he's after putting a bit of money into him. Do you think um do you think it's in a bit of trouble in a way or that like you know it's like when will you see the likes of Offaly or it seems you have to have money, would you? Or what's your take on where the G is? 
Well, well I suppose never you, <coughs> you can split it two ways. Like, I mean, you can talk yeah. about the, the county scene or you can talk about the club scene, right? So, I mean, there's two different conversations there, but uh, if we just talk about quickly the, the county scene, first of all, um, yeah, you, like you, you, you do, you do need a bit of money to to um, to get in the, f- the different things, certainly, right? But, but like, but it's not the be all and the end all, right? I mean, you're only look, you're only you're only talking about money to pay for the basics now. Mm. But we've we've created that ourselves now, and we've created <coughs> it, and we've we've so you could you could see a situation then where the big could get bigger and the small could get smaller. But but it looks like, in fairness, now everyone has. Everyone has knows exactly what they need to do, and, and a lot of a lot of counties who are in trouble financially have got their house in order either through the GA, through Cork Park. So so I, I'm kind of glad to see that. But but if I talk about the club scene, I, I'd be more worried about um, the the club scene because on on face value, the club scene is absolutely thriving, right? Fantastic facilities everywhere, everywhere. You can go anywhere and there's fantastic facilities, double pitches, ball alleys, gyms, you name it, right? Walkways, the lot. We have it here ourselves and fantastic. Um, you you then, I suppose, uh, you have, a. F- my big problem is that at juvenile level, fantastic numbers, unbelievable numbers everywhere. Again, no poor juvenile club anywhere. But there's a massive fall off at say 1920 and worse still now at 22 or 23 there's a fall off uh, that no one is recognizing in my book yeah i can see it and um th- that's a worry and that's and i'm talking about and more so even the, like the late the, i've been i've been by camogie for a good few years and I'm, you know hopefully we'll again or coming on that but same with same with the ladies camogie i mean we're senior camogie here, and I think we didn't feel the minor team last year, for example, right? Now, like, everyone's telling me for the last 10 years, like, about how many players we had below training or whatever. Where, where are they? So, my problem is that I think the administrators, like, the GA always gave out of administrators and selectors and managers staying on too long and whatever. And yes, yes, that's that's what I mean. They brought in a five rule, five year and three year rule for a reason to change that around. But now what I see is that people like myself get involved. We do it for two years, gone. Two or three years, gone. Yeah. Whereas that in the GA, like you were, you were either a lifer or you weren't in. Yeah. Right? You were there for life. And there are still plenty of those people. But I'm really trying to come up with an answer to know why is the fall off? There's a massive fall off. What do we need to do? Now I see I see Kildare organizing is it an under 23 competition or, or under 23 or under 25, I'm not too sure. Now I think I think that's that's a fantastic um, I think that's a fantastic idea, right? Yeah, yeah. But but where will it fit in is the problem, right? Now um moving moving the mi- moving the minor from 18 to 17, um I couldn't understand it. Still really? can't understand it. Yeah. One of the reasons was people were doing their leaving cert. Now, I know for the last 20 years, most pe- most kids start going to school at five. Then they do a transition year. So they're doing the leaving cert at 19. Yeah. Right? So now so now you have a guy coming, you, you're probably a 16 and a half year old 
plays in an all Ireland final at under 17 minor level, right? And he's not physically strong enough to go into the under 20 team or whatever. Um, and he mightn't even make his own club team because he mightn't be physically strong. Yeah. He's, potentially, he's potentially lost. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I, I'd bring the minor back to 18 and, and, and um, I was never a fan of the under 21 competition to be honest with you right. uh, but at under 23 or something or under 25 even that that might be uh, something to keep people do you, know, do, 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 do you know why I think there might be a drop off as well and I think I don't know what you agree with. do you think it's very disappointing if you're a GA player and you're trying to plan your summers and there's no structure to the club but you don't know when your games are going to be on you know like you know, the Cork could win a game or and then a, then their games could be put off to another. Like just speaking, obviously I play a small bit of rugby. We get our fixtures in August, and we know them for the year ahead. You know, like I think that's that's probably one way, one reason why lads drop off because they're like, you know, there's no structure. Yeah, well, well, well. Now to be fair, you see, don't, don't forget, like, is that you? You take you playing ro- rugby, like, like, like if, but if you if you had a contract with Monster, well, well, you wouldn't be playing with anyone else. Yeah, that's true. That's the end of that. That's the end of that argument, right? Right. Um, but 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 did you, did, but you but you're right. Like in my living memory, yes, that was a problem. But that has been technically no, that has possibly been sorted out, right? right? Um. So so like Congress voted that there's a split season. So we so, know now yeah. going into next year that there's no need now to rush out and do mad training in January yeah, and February. Yeah, yes, yeah. you need to be doing something, but there's no need now to be throwing the kitchen sink at it, right? Uh, because you know you're not going to be playing until August. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So at least now, sure, like you go back to the like the, the J ones, I suppose, with COVID and everything, right? But if you go back to that side of it, um uh, now fellas can if they do their exams third level even in in at the end of May they can slip away for two months and now they're back for the gentleman. so that now has suddenly improved the situation now now that could create a for the county fella because yeah. <laughs> for uh, for certain that they 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 will definitely be going all day around now right but that, but look that's only a small minority let's be honest about it so I think that has right and and the other the other last thing I'd say there. Cork situation, Kevin O'Donovan and the clubs with, with the new s- structure, like we were all worried about changing structures and we we're all worried about change. And, uh, but like, you know, the, the groups, the groupings there and having 12 teams in the competitions and stuff like that, um, like that has worked well. And, yeah. and, and like while people didn't like to be put into lower intermediate, while cl- some clubs didn't like that. But it, it's been fairly even. The standard has been fairly even. They've got it. Fa- they've got it fairly right. You'd have to say, and and everyone has a fighting chance. And if you're good enough, then you'll win the championship and you'll move up. Yeah. So that has been good. You know that has been good in 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 one way certainly. No definitely. So, like I, I think I think with the split season now and that, like everyone everyone's going to get three or four games. You're fairly like the club player as we speak now. Today is the thirtieth of December. He's a fairly. You know he's going to be he's going to be playing in August, August strokes September, and if you're any good, if you're moving well, you that'll take you into October, November. You know? Yeah, um, I suppose final few questions. Then Dennis is um, uh, I don't know who did your Wikipedia page, but it's very uh, there's a lot of information on it anyway. So I had to do very little research, but one thing that struck me was uh, 
is, I suppose, your final success with St. Catherine's in 2004. Can you tell me about that? Because I think that was your last game. That must have been a, a nice way to finish off your career. Oh, yeah. Well, well yeah, that, that was fantastic. I mean, look, we had we had come down from senior. We'd spent 10 years senior. Um, um, it was open secret in my area, uh, St. Catharines, that, that I would have been strongly against going down, right? Because... Um, because when you voluntarily decide to pull back, that means you're finished. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but uh, the next thing we won, we won the championship. We're back up where we where we didn't want to be. But <laughs> right. <laughs> that you know that's my twist on it now, right? But but it was fantastic to win it. I mean, and um, you know, I remember the week of the match saying, you know, <laughs> I I think I, I was saying God. If we won this, we some some celebrations, and there was, and um, Pat Bennett was over there, the father of the Shane and and uh, Kieran and and Stephen. That so it was fantastic, and we had we had um, you know we had a great bunch of players. Um, some of them, you know, I don't know if there are any of them technically still still involved. I think there is, you know, but but like that was a fantastic uh, again to to do to do that right. Um, and I think it was courses we beat in the final. Who won? Who won? Who won it again? There just in the last few few months, and another fan, fantastic club from Banspital. And um, yeah. you know it, that was special. And I think I basically retired, and I I had a, I had a hip within two years. I had a hip replaced. So right, that, right. That, I think that that's was, it enough. You know? That was the end of that. Uh, and then I suppose finally, Dennis, like you're, I suppose talking about what, what for people that don't know you, then what you do professionally, then are you? And you're uh, you're involved in life insurance, isn't it, or what you do? Yeah, well, I'm I'm involved <clears throat> in New World Insurance, um, mainly in the, the pension side of business. Um, and I'm I'm you know I'm a financial advisor. Uh, I deal with I deal with anyone. It doesn't matter yeah. if you're not. So yeah. if you're if you're yourself, then if I'm you know you know have a point me. <laughs> right. Well, there's there's the plug anyway. But um, and, and then no, finally, you're not going to retire anytime soon. No, no, hopefully not. Uh, I suppose finally, Dennis, I do this with all my guests. Is uh, sixty second questions where I ask you a question on the spot and you have to take right. it. Right. Oh God. So yeah, there you go. Uh, favorite food? Oh, salmon. Favorite golf course? Um. Um, what I suppose McCool. Um, what favorite holiday? Uh, Morocco. Um, go to karaoke song. <laughs> the locals will say it's Raglan Road or something like that, but that's hardly karaoke, is it? No, well, <laughs> no, I'm passing that one. All right, don't matter. Um, <laughs> What's your weakness? Um, oh, I suppose I, I worry about, I worry about everything. Yeah, right. A bit of a warrior. Fair enough. Uh, best book you ever read? Um, oh, I suppose I, I well, no, that's a hard one, but I, I, I read um, Johan Cruyff's My Turn there. Uh, I've read it about three times, you know, in the right. last fight. So maybe again. I, I'd like to think that I share the same philosophies as him, as him but a, a fantastic player. And but it, it, there's been a lot of there's been a lot of fantastic books made over the years. To be honest, that, that's just one that sticks in my mind. There. Uh, favorite film? 
Um, uh, what is it, the lamb, the lamb Moyle, is it? Is that the one? Or, yeah, okay, I think that's Mario it, Free. Mario Oh, Freeman, no, no, Shawshank Redemption, is it? Oh, sure, yeah, Shawshank, that's it, yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Uh, how often do you do your dirty laundry? Oh, <laughs> twice a week. Right. Uh, uh, Westlife for boys on? Uh, oh, Westlife. <laughs> and fi- finally then it's tea or coffee? You know. Tea, tea is it? Yeah. Coffee. Coffee, yeah, coffee. coffee. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. No, that's that's great, Dennis. So I think, uh, thanks a minute for coming on the podcast and uh, hopefully I'll see you around you all one of the days. Yeah, pleasure, Neville. Thank you. Appreciate no, it. No bother. Cheers to that, Dennis. And thanks for listening. And thanks again to former Cork player and manager, Dennis Walsh. Wish Dennis all the best with his financial advisement and um, good luck with Tallow there. We got a few messages in about that. So it'll be interesting to see how he does with them. And uh, hopefully I'll see Dennis in the, the shop or wherever I bump into Vignol. And uh, he definitely played a good time to be a Cork supporter. Hope, but hopefully with, uh, with the management we have now and with the crop of players, young crop of players coming through, the glory days aren't too far away from Cork again. But um, yeah, it was good to have Dennis, Dennis Walsh on there. Um, until next time, remember you can get this podcast on Spotify and wherever you get your podcasts. Um, I'll be back next week for someone else from the world of sport, huh? Uh, I'm Neville Dunno. Thanks for listening. I'm out of here.